Three o'clock hour of the Hawk and Crowder show. Alex Dono in for Hawk today. We got Dan Day in for Solana. Crowder, Crowder is here. Crowder, did you, uh, holiday weekend, did you go anywhere? Did you do any pivot or did you just hang out? We actually, I actually did the pivot in Orlando. We got a couple shows and then I flew to Minnesota because I don't know if you've heard the, I don't know if it's a bit, but that's not a bit. It's just them making fun of me. We have family in Minnesota. Minnesota, Dono. Let's oh. preface it by saying that. I have a cousin that lives up there. He played for the Vikings, and he just loves Minnesota. He loves Minneapolis. So he stayed there. So we go see him. And the joke is that we go skiing while we're there. And they're like, who goes to Minnesota to go ski? <laughs> it's mountains. It's real fast. Dolly. 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 God bless you. Dolly. Dolly. Thank, Thank you, Jimmy. What? <laughs> That's the thing they give me a hard time for. Like, oh, Crowder's going on his big skiing trip to Minnesota. There's mountains and there's snow. You put skis on, you slide down the mountain. There's no double, triple black diamonds in Minnesota. Uh. There's little mountains, but it's for my kids. My kids don't need any black diamonds. So we go to Minnesota probably like every two years. And then this time, we my wife looked into it, and she's an amazing trip trip navigator. Have you ever heard of the Great Great Wolf Lodge? I have, yeah. It's like an indoor water park. It is amazing. So there's one two and a half hours away from Minneapolis in Dells, Wisconsin or something. It's like the first one, and it's gigantic. So we did two days, three days of skiing. Then we went to Great Wolf Lodge with me and my wife, three kids, and we hung out in the indoor water park. It's 20 degrees outside, but you're running around going down water slides oh. with a bathing suit on. It's a pretty Amazing. cool damn dynamic. That thing flips me out, man. The first time I went to the Dells and I was inside in the wintertime with only, you know, trunks on and water water <laughs> everywhere. Oh, my goodness. That place is crazy. Yeah, because yeah, there's, there's like a huge storm coming. Like, they're about to get like three feet of snow up north. So the the, the outer bands or whatever start coming in. So I'm, I've climbed up to the top with my son on the little floaty ride. I'm standing there. They have windows, you know, windows and skylights and all that stuff. Nice. You're standing there in a bathing suit about to get on the water slide and you're watching it snow <laughs> and it's covering stuff like I, it's a it's a fun water park. Now, don't get me wrong. It's probably like, it, you know, a lot of water parks are real old. It's like a very yeah. new progressive like it has all the nice slides. It's not rusty and all that crap. Probably for being indoors it probably preserves stuff better. But the visual thought of standing in swim trumps watching it snow. While you're on a water slide, it's just an amazing thing to me. I ain't gonna lie, I did, I never expected to enjoy it as much as I did. That is awesome. Yeah. And, and I've, I've heard of that Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, I wanna go at some point. That sounds more fun than skiing. I've, you know, I'm a South Florida kid born and raised. I've been skiing three or four times in my life, Crowder. There was mm -hmm. this one time where um, I went, I went skiing in, uh, in Austria. And they don't like they don't label the uh, you know, like the slopes the same way they do over here. So they'll tell you like he is people who speak in German like oh yeah yeah that's is an easy slope don't don't worry about it it's fine. And I'm like I'm like 14 years old I'm skiing for the second time in my life and this guy you know Helmut tells me it's an easy slope. I'm going on this slope. I've skied one other time. I nearly skied off the side of the freaking mountain. It was so steep. There's the edge of a cliff right there. It put the fear of God into me. I, I eventually skied a couple more times like out in uh, in Utah. But man, I nearly skied off a mountain in Austria. It was not a fun experience. Dono, we have a very similar story, but my man's name wasn't Hellmute. My name's name was Tony. 
Tony. And he said, hey, just come up here with me, big man. And I'm the guy that sits in the chalet, chalet, whatever the hell they call it. The little the little bar that all the fat yeah. dads sit at when they're, oh, not, yeah. they're too yeah. fat and unathletic to ski with their beautiful <laughs> wife and kids. I'm one of those fat dads. Well, talk is when you're heavy, it's harder to ski because you pick up too much speed when you're heavy. Yeah, like a little boulder rolling down the thing. And I'm 260. I just said the little skis. I'm not a fan of like, I think I'm too big for normal stuff and I'm renting everything. <laughs> but a guy got me about about eight years ago, Donald, because I the thing is, honestly, my knees, my knees hurt like hell. When I water ski, anything I have to like stay with my knees bent the whole time, my knees start aching. I've had 17 knee surgeries, four ACL reconstructions, microfractures. My knees are not to, to, to par with everyone else that's 39 years old. The guy talks me into it. My buddy's there. He's talking to the guy. Come on up. It's easy. I'll show you the cool way to go down. They take my big dumb ass up to like some blue something. Oh, no. I look over the side of the mountain and I say, nope. I didn't know you couldn't get back on the little swing. Ah. So they, 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 they slap you in the back of the knees and put your ass on a swing. Oh, no. And then they drag you up to the top. I always thought they could just, I could, the swing could just drag me down it's to right the bottom. Down. Yeah. They said, no, you can't take the swing down. You got to oh, no. take the slopes down. Oh, no. So it took me an hour and a half. I took my skis off. I got on my butt and I slid down <laughs> the entire mountain, but feet first, sitting on my butt, sliding down the edge of the tree line. Yeah. And at that moment, I saw my wife. She saw me just frustrated, sweating, and mad. And she said, What's wrong, sexy? And I said, I'm never skiing again. Oh, you'll get over it. And now, nine years later, damn near, I'm not getting on the damn mountain. Tony, you ruined it for me. And I don't like Hell Mute either, because Hell Mute did it to you. Oh, he did it to me. But the thing was, I think every 14 year old kid in Austria has been skiing for like 11 years. So I think he saw me. I was 14 years old. Oh, yeah. You look like you skied before. And so it was, it was, it was a whole thing. Dan, Dan Day, it looks like Dan, who's probably like a buck 35 soaking wet, he's probably an excellent skier. No, I'm not made for the cold. Look at me. Oh, uh, yeah. Fair, fair. The air conditioning right now is about to blow me away, and I'm freezing cold. No, 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 no. Just if I catch up too, many spe too much speed, I might take flight. No, 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 no. <laughs> Damn, we'll get frostbite in eight minutes. Yeah, he would. Die. <laughs> he would be a human icicle. Send the St. Bernard with that big jug of whiskey in his neck. I need it. <laughs> Real quick, before we uh, we get to Dan Day's headlines, I want to remind you guys, Solana is giving away some Inter-Miami tickets to the game at Drive Pink Stadium on March 4th against Philadelphia. So listen all week for your chance to win. So, Dan, what do we have going on in those headlines? Ooh. Things may be working here at the radio station. Yes! That's the most important bit of news of the day. And you know who fixed it? Dan Day fixed it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ed and IT and Tree and uh, Steph. But, uh, yeah, I've been pandering really hard for this. Because what a lot of people don't know is there's a lot of things behind the scenes that need to be done. Or else things just absolutely fall apart. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. everything's good. So that is kind of breaking news right now. Uh, that is huge breaking news. Is there any other uh, less important news out there? Well, I mean, it's pretty important that the Hurricanes men's basketball team, they won their seventh in a row last night down in Virginia Tech, 76-70. to Their next game is going to be against Florida State Saturday. So, Dan, did Joe Lenardi just drop Miami from a five seed to a six seed? Because, yes. like, I, I, ran, I ranted about this yesterday, Crowder. So, when my before last night, Miami had won six in a row, right? And they're they're beating good teams in the ACC. And for some reason... Joe Lenardi, even though all they're doing is just winning, 
he dropped them from a four seed to a five seed in bracketology. So now I'm guessing they win again. They're probably a six seed now. <laughs> it's retar- they they it, it's it's ridiculous that they still don't respect Coach L because that's yeah. why I take it. Funny when you talk about co- professional teams, you talk about disrespect of the player. When I talk about college teams, I really talk about disrespect of the coach. And if you talk about Coach L, you want to talk about you know. Um, all the greats, the Coach K's and the Bo- Bayheims. All the great coaches are just like, one letter, right? K L. Uh, that, that's all. All the greats out there. I, I like it. I like the Coach L, the, the, the single letter coaches, but it just doesn't seem like Coach L, who's been doing this for 196 years, still doesn't have that benefit of the doubt. I would say that, Dono Lenardi's and all those damn people that t- that co- color cover college basketball, they don't give Coach L the benefit of the doubt that he is going to put a team that's prepared to win games on the court. And now he's getting NIL stuff. Now he's getting in Nigel Pax and O'Mears. Come on, man. You got to respect this man's coaching ability. Sooner or later, he just went in the damn, what was it, the UM Hall of Fame. Come on, bro. Come on. Let's be let's be honest. Coach L's a hell of a guy. They need to give him more respect. Oddly enough, I have a montage with Coach L's favorite song with the highlights from last night. Puts the ball in the air, and away we go from Blacksburg. And Miami gets the first possession. Joseph the Poplar on the right wing. Looks inside, back out to Joseph. Short hand off to Miller. Joseph goes left on the wing. Shot fake plays it into Amir, gets down low against Kidd. Shot fake once, and then puts it up and scores. Just wedged it out of the way. Omir, number one in field goal percentage in the league at 60%. JT, I'm fly with it. C-I-T-Y with it. Here comes Nigel Pack. Flips it back to Wuga. Point three. Good! Wong goes left. Now the lane. Wong to the rim and scores. Ten for Isaiah Wong. That quiets the furnace of the castle. 45-42 Miami. Money fight this. Nigel Pack with six, with five. Pack steps back for three in the air. Good! Nigel Pack with a big time three ball. My goodness. And boy, did that come at the right time. A clutch three by Nigel Pack. Is it really Coach L's favorite song? Really? Can't be. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Coach L's a city girl. The Travelers from Coral Gables come to Blacksburg and defeat Virginia Tech. Another vital win for Miami. Your final score, Miami 76, Virginia Tech 70. Love it. That was Josie Gacky on the call last night. Miami basketball beating Virginia Tech. Also, I, I didn't get a chance to watch Miami baseball versus Stetson, but somebody was texting in in the 954 that two Canes baseball plays made ESPN's top plays. So I guess I... I got to check that out. It's kind of cool. So, you know, I mean, Crowder, I mean, we, we, we both know college baseball, like until Omaha, it very much flies under the radar. Like, you don't yeah. often see college baseball winding up in the top 10 plays. Oh, I'm, somebody caught a ball and did a backflip over the fence and landed on, you know, in the crib or something because, yeah, I do college baseball. Yeah. 
Dono, y'all might as well just fold y'all's football program down uh-huh. there. Here we go. Y'all, y'all have more money for the real sports. Y'all are good. Crowder's bitter that Charlie Strong didn't interview. But you know what, Crowder? Charlie Strong had a season-long interview last year, and apparently he didn't pass that interview. You know, and it's interesting. And I've had this conversation and argument with people. The defense was bad and Charlie was in the building. But yeah. was Charlie really running his stuff? How yeah. much – Emphasis, no, how much, how many decisions could he make? I don't know. It made Gary made a lot of sense. Well, Gary Fern, we had him on earlier. It, I can't speak for Charlie's passion of coaching because that's what Gary was speaking on. Is he still the Charlie that recruited me in 2003, 20 years later? Now, that was a point that, that Gary brought up that I don't know, but I'm sure going to call Chuck and find out if he has damn passion left because I'm arguing for this man. I have yeah. his number. He owes me a dinner too. I'm hitting Charlie <laughs> Strong after the show. You know, it's crazy because, uh, like, I, I covered, you know, uh, position coaches don't speak to the media that much, but I did talk to Charlie at media day before last season. You know, I watched him enough on the sidelines. I had no idea until I started, like, looking up his resume when he left because, you know, I had to, like, write about it and talk about it. I would never have guessed the man is 62 years old. Like, oh. he does not he does not look a day over 50. <laughs> like, oh. He has aged very gracefully. He looks the same as he did in 03. Yeah. But don't, he, he takes care of himself well. He has no stress. His wife does everything for him. His wife's oh. amazing person. She used to cook for us. We used to cook for the linebackers when I was in Florida. No, Chuck looks good. That's it, it, For him to be in it this long, to look that good, and just to have that longevity, I want to see where he ends up. That's what I was – where he ends up after UM, it will tell me a lot about what – what he was at UM. Because if he goes out and get another big-time D.C. job, that's why he came to UM to take over his D.C. if something didn't work out. We'll see. We will see. Good deal. Well, Dan Day, what else we got? Well, since Hawk isn't here and void of him, we're still going to have some gambling talk. The over tickets for the Heat have cashed the past eight out of ten games Ooh. when they are an underdog. But Okay, so I'd imagine uh, even if even if Giannis doesn't play Friday, I'm guessing the Heat will probably be a slight dog in Milwaukee, so we need to bet the overs then. Yes, eight out of ten times. That's pretty good odds. Okay. I like that too. And Spo off of a break, mm. being able to look at it, Eastern Conference rival. I like, I like the Heat in Milwaukee. I'm thinking of – I don't know what the number is yet or if there even is one yet, but – I'm thinking of going with whatever the Kevin Love total is. I'm thinking of going over because Crowder, there's something about that debut with the new team. He, I, I don't, maybe a week from now, he'll be going like 0 for 7. But I feel like in that first game with the adrenaline flowing, new team, I feel like Kevin Love is, uh, I, I don't know if he'll go off, but I think he'll go over whatever his scoring total is. I'm with you because he is talented. He just can't carry a team. So you get yeah. a new you you get a new toy. The coach wants to play with it. They put him in the middle of some things, and the man can shoot. He's not a great basketball player, but he does have a hell of a shot. Let's get to some weather from the Demesman and Dover Weather Center. If you want more information on Demesman and Dover, I got it for you. They're your youraccidentattorneys.com. Free consultations 247-866-954-MORE. It's around 80 degrees in South Florida. Humidity at 67%, and there is slight, slight, slight percent of precipitation in the air and also a slight, slight chance that there will be more precipitation throughout the day. But it is South Florida, so you never know. And you never know what's going to happen when we step into the day spa. Yeah. Uh, a California man that has the world's longest tongue at around four inches is now using it to paint portraits. 
wow, I thought we were going to go in a completely different direction entirely. Um, I hope he's not wasting too many time, too much time with the portraits because I, you know, I feel like I feel like there are probably other talents. Oh, Only four inches? That's the biggest tongue in the world. That's what up, world? I'm guessing it's from, you know, from outside of his mouth. The but lip out. Oh, yeah. It's got to be the lip out. But I mean, doesn't your tongue, yeah. Yeah, your tongue like wrap down into your throat way down? Lip out. But I mean, yeah, I'm thinking I if, I, if I had the longest tongue in the world, I'd probably find something better to do than por- paint portraits. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. Who wants somebody slobbed all up on a paper? Now I'm going to buy a piece of slobby paper. My son does that. <laughs> I can't sell it. <laughs> Even for that guy, like how terrible does paint taste? He's got paint mm. on his tongue? Hope it's lead free. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe for real. <laughs> <laughs> Happy innings for everyone. Uh, well, okay. I want to pick Channing Crowder's brain uh, because, you know, the Dolphins, they, they made the Vic Fangio hire official earlier this week. How much of a difference can he make, right? Because... Everywhere Fangio's gone, you're talking about top 10, top five defenses. How much of a difference can Fangio make with the Dolphins personnel? Keep it locked right here. Hawk and Crowder Show, AM 560 Sports, WQAM. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Normalize having dandruff. Go ahead. That's yours, Solana. I mean, why not? Hawk and Crowder. Before this hour is over, I plan to give away some of Solana's Inter-Miami tickets. We got tickets to give away. Supposedly, they're courtesy of Alejandro Solana for the March 4th game at Drive Pink Stadium, Inter-Miami against Philadelphia. So you have uh, a chance to win those later on this hour. Uh, Alex Dono filling in for Hawk. We got Crowder in the building. We got Dan Day here. So you know, Crowder uh, became official this week, and he spoke to the media Vic Fangio, and he's making moves. Like, he's bringing Ronaldo Hill, who is the D.C. of the Chargers, is coming down here to to take a demotion to work on Fangio's staff. So that goes to show you the pull of Fangio. Um, you know, Josh Boyer's defense uh, was not great this past year, Crowder. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Dolphins are probably going to go defensive heavy in the draft coming up, and we'll see what kind of moves they make this offseason. But how much better can Fangio make the personnel the Dolphins have, how much of a difference can coaching make? Oh, it makes a huge difference. You've seen it in the past where coaches come in and just change the same rosters because yeah. of the fact that Donald – It's I try to explain this to people. It was funny when I'm coaching or I'm doing coaching clinics. I try to explain to people, there is no defense that has never been run. Like, there is no coach sitting there right now that says, oh, aha, I figured it out. Just think about the guys from the past. Think about just the recent guys, the Sabins, the Belichicks, the Dom Capers, who's back in Carolina, which is crazy that his hair is still black. Dom Capers, yeah. 94 years old with a head, black, jet black hair coming across the front. <laughs> but just think about some of the defensive names. You know, Vic Fangio's, they have run every defense you can run. It's when you call it. We, look, we forget the fact that Josh Boyer had a top 10 defense for a couple years. And last year, he just wasn't calling it right. He wasn't putting guys in that right situation. He couldn't adjust to the injuries. And that's what you always have to do. You have to have a backup plan to the backup plan. If I have a healthy Byron Jones and a healthy Xavier Howard on the outside, I can run cover zero every play. I really can. Go get him. If you don't have that, now you have to adjust, and Josh Boyer struggle with that. What Fangio's going to do, he could take the exact game plan, the exact defense Josh Boyer ran, the same terminology, but call those blitzes, disguise those blitzes, show the quarterback something different before you run the same damn blitz that a high school team runs, but show them something different. Move guys around when you're doing it. Move positions around. 
Don't just always have X sitting on the right corner. Move him around. Put him inside some. Like, there are small adjustments defensively. And to be honest, I'm just speaking overall football where a Mike McDaniel could take a Chan Gailey offense and make it run differently. And that's what Vic Fangio is going to do. He's not coming in here with the secret sauce of defense that nobody's seen before. You know what he's going to run, Dono? The same damn defense that he ran in Denver when they were top five everything. Yep. The same damn defense that he was consulting on last year that was great. He's going to run his defense. He's going to prepare the guys. He's going to explain it to them. Bringing down Ronaldo Hill is a genius move. I play with Nadi. Nadi is a student of the damn game. Ronaldo Hill loves football. He's the guy that, hey, Nadi, man, we, we get off the plane. We're about to run the Tootsies. Oh, man. So, hey, when they were in trips and that and that crosser <laughs> went to eight and not nine and a half, did you turn because he was at eight yards? Nadi, I'm talking <laughs> – I'm talking about Tootsie. What are you talking about, an eight-yard crosser? Like, this dude loves football, but for him to climb in the ranks that fast, to become a D.C. – Ronaldo's a little bit older than me. To become a D.C. Yeah. and retired right around when I – he's now a D.C. less than 10 years later. For him to have that transition, you see how intelligent he is. But overall, Donald, Vic Fangio is not bringing in something special. He's bringing in Vic Fangio. He's bringing in – third and eight to third and sevens to third and fours, what to call third down. I just saw you run your fourth down packages in the first half. I know what you do on fourth down. Now I'm going to have an answer for your fourth down package. I'm going to have an answer for third and longs. That's what he's bringing is his knowledge. And yes, a thousand percent, you are going to see a difference in this defense the second he calls his first defense, first and 10 in week one. You're going to see a difference in this defense. So, you know, for three years under Flo, uh, when Boyer was here and then Flo, you know, whatever, whatever happened with Flo happened, he got fired and, you know, all that. But then everyone was wondering, okay, so how much of Boyer's success was the Brian Flores effect? It, we kind of got the answer to that question last year, did we not? Yeah, Donald. And this it's funny what I just said. Who was calling those plays really? Because when Flo mm. was calling him, and I say that, Bill Belichick calls the defense. You think little Steve, crazy-looking, drug-looking, drug crazy Belichick is calling that defense? His no son is – Bill Belichick's calling that defense. Brian Flores saw Bill Belichick be a head coach and call a defense for 20 years. So what does Flo do? Exactly what he learned. He called yeah. a defense from being a head coach. That's what he did. He tried the Bill Belichick thing. And honestly – that concept is what I've kind of gathered that got him fired was acting like Bill Belichick and not being Bill Belichick. He leaves. Josh Boyer cannot make those same decisions. But back to my point, Dono, he was running the exact same damn defense that Flores called. He just right. wasn't calling it in the right manner. And that's what Vic's going to come in and do. Proven guy for him to get Ronaldo, uh, uh, Ronaldo Hill to come over. It's big time. And just the respect he gets flat out. Teams that the Dolphins are playing next year, as they prepare this offseason, there's a Vic Fangio effect. There are OCs right now that change their approach to the Dolphin game. Oh, damn, Vic just signed with the Dolphins. He's not going to let this happen. He he, know, he knows my, my trips package. He knows my short yardage. We've seen him at Denver. I've seen him in different places. That's what Vic is bringing. Respect to God. Honestly, like I, it's funny. I, I use this one the whole – because this Vic Fangio soap opera has been going on for months now. He is the prettiest girl at the dance. The Dolphins went up and asked him, asked her to dance. She kind of held out for a second. She wanted to see if the 49ers wanted to dance. You know, Vic wanted to see if some other people wanted to dance. And he ultimately said, you know what, Dolphins, I'll dance with you. We got the prettiest girl. We got the biggest, 
coaching hire of this offseason. In in yeah. my in, in my my opinion, the biggest addition to a coaching staff is now Vic Fangio running the Dolphin defense. You know, someone who played and you went through not only you the actual on the field stuff in the NFL, but the business side of it as well. This Lamar Jackson situation, it's like what am I missing here with how good he's been? And they haven't been able to come to a long-term deal. Now, the Deshaun Watson thing in Cleveland, I think, just completely screwed up the market when he sees this guy getting $235 million guaranteed, you know, all guaranteed. I think that only makes it harder to negotiate. But it's like and, – and they may slap a franchise tag on him, but maybe they'll never sign a long-term deal. Maybe they'll entertain trades. It's like – do you think he's made it more difficult for himself by not using an agent? Because, like, to me, you try to negotiate this stuff by yourself or, or with family members, it probably gets a little too personal in, in some of those meetings, I would think. Yeah, and I've talked about um, Dante Culpepper was his agent later in his career. And just talking to Pep, like, when you walk into negotiations, the team is trying to devalue you. So the team that wants to give you – 200 million a quarter billion dollars they want to devalue you to you to say you're not worth 300 you're worth 220 it's still a lot of damn money but that's their job is to to get the get the most out of the least amount of money like they have capologists there's a person a lady a man that's saying to every organization hey you can't pay your quarterback over 23 31 45 whatever it is or it's going to mess up this so they're trying to give you less money no matter how much they love you the agent can deal with that and then come back to you and say, hey, uh, you know, all they can do is this. But you're sitting there, Dono, and you have a guy that you've been in a building with for five, ten years, and you're staring at him, and he's telling you how you can't throw when you run to your left. How, you know, with me, uh, oh, you know, we can't really trust you on a tight end. Oh, you know what? <laughs> hey, you, you you missed three games last year. You're, you're a 13-game-a-year uh, guy. You're like well, now. That's how you're. That's how you're going to put me. That's you're gonna put me in that box out for one year. So I even got you know personally upset when my agent would tell me the information. Now if I was sitting here listening to a GM, listening to a head coach, listening to a DC tell me all my weaknesses, all everything I do wrong, so you don't have to pay me much, that would get. That would be the motion behind the contract situation that shouldn't be a part of it. And also, you're right. Patrick Mahomes did not mess up the quarterback market because these quarterbacks know, Dono, we're not Patrick Mahomes. There's no way that any quarterback in the world right now, I would say Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow can argue it. Josh Allen yeah. is going to try to argue yeah. it, but he's still nowhere close to what Patrick Mahomes is. But when Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed no matter what happens, <laughs> that's when quarterbacks started saying, damn, I need to get guaranteed money. You know who did it first? Remember, people don't even bring it up. Kirk Cousins has been signing fully guaranteed contracts right. for years, yeah. but they're three years for 70 million, two years for 20, you know, 28 million. He's signing these fully guaranteed little hits and he's making a bunch of money. It's those quarterbacks that I would say really don't deserve fully guaranteed that are getting them. And Deshaun Watson, and let's be honest, coming off of what he was coming off, coming off yeah. of missing seasons. Uh, uh, imagine, say, imagine if he didn't have all the massages, what 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 the kind of money he'd be making right now. Close to Patrick Mahomes. I really believe that it would be yeah. over 300. Yeah. He would have made yeah. over 300 million guaranteed. And that's where a guy like Lamar Jackson, who is an MVP, is looking and saying, Deshaun got 230. And I'm on this, I'm on this boat with Lamar. And not I've met him. I, I think he's a good dude. I think he's a great player. But I am on his side, no emotion attached. If Deshaun is worth 230, Lamar needs to make 300. That's what I feel. He needs 300 million guaranteed. 
So, uh, and, and I, I promise this is not going to be even the slightest bit political, but Crowder, I got to tell you, up until a couple of hours ago, I was not taking climate change seriously, but there, there, there's something going on that suddenly it's making me pay attention. I will explain when we come back here on AM560 Sports WQAM. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I'm telling you, like, if you're listening to this show and you don't have a bottle of Fabuloso somewhere in one of your cabinets, oh, we don't need you. Hawk and Crowder. Crowder, I hope CNN is just trying to scare me with this one. It's like how, you know, every year you can always find some scientist who's like, oh, yeah, by next year, the entire state of Florida is going to be underwater. You know, that that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But this one got my attention. This came in through my Apple News feed today. And they even quoted Ron McGill from Zoo Miami in this article. Uh There is a concern that there could be a tequila shortage coming soon because apparently tequila, uh, the agave plants, are pollinated by bats. I didn't know bats could pollinate. And apparently there's something with the the climate change and the bats are not as prevalent right now. So if I need to find an alternative uh, liquor to put in my margarita, I will do what I have to do. But this is some concerning stuff. If true, if mm-hmm. true, this is concerning stuff. I'm going to say, Dono, and I'm, you know, had to, you have to get close to home for people to care. Some people don't <laughs> care about the old glaciers. Who <laughs> cares about a glacier? Not in my house. What if there's no tequila in your house? Oh, that upset man. you? Yeah, man. No, I didn't know bats pollinate either. I didn't know that. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's this weather is getting crazy. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, there's the theories on both sides and they want to argue all day. To, I think it's been po- uh, politicized, to be honest. Now oh, you got to get sure. on the side. Absolutely. But let the tequila stop flowing to see if people care about this whole climate change. I'm just going to have to switch to something else. Like, you know, I, I will say that there's like a hole in the wall Mexican place nearby where like a lot of the holes in the wall, they don't have the liquor license because it's probably a really expensive thing. So the smaller places... Mm-hmm. They somehow still make margaritas with like some kind of like a wine mixture and it gets the job done, man. So it it can be done without tequila. Yeah. Well, I don't know what pollinates the hops, but <laughs> listen, Funky Buddha has all the damn beer in the world, Dono. Oh, so if you uh, need something, man, go grab your beer, bro. Yeah, fair well, enough. Fair you're on a Crowder. Monday, I had one of those uh, maple bacon coffee porters. Whoo, this year... The batch is fantastic. Oh, yeah? yeah? We're not worried about the bats either. We're just worried about Ryan and KC. <laughs> as long as they can keep doing their job, Dan, we're set to go with Funky Buddha. You know what? I probably read this story and didn't care because of the uh. fact that Funky Buddha got my back. I don't, that's all I need. I don't know. It's crazy. When I go out of town, I just sit and look at beers like with disgust with a funny look <laughs> on my face. Mm. Look at you. You think you're a beer, huh? Mm. I'm also a little worried about my algorithm because when they send you like Apple News notifications, it's usually like based on stuff you've searched. So it's like, man, every story that pops up on my feed is about gambling and drinking. Like I, you know, I'm a little worried, <laughs> a little worried about my algorithm. I don't know. It's true. My, mine pops up is juicing and workouts, but it's oh, all for my kids. Uh, it's okay. so funny. Like I get all these juicing, juicing, you know, recipes, but my wife's the juicer. I don't even juice. I'm not even healthy, man. I eat chicken wings every day. I'm just bad off, man. But yeah, my algorithm is plyometrics and juicing concoctions. It's weird. I don't, I don't even know what plyometrics is. Is that like yoga? Like what is that? It's like working out without weights, like the box oh. jumps and the and the hurdles and the ladder and all that stuff, like explosive stuff. 
Yeah, I, I'm trying to do that now because, like, when, when I, you know, now now that you know, I got I got a mouth to feed, you know, I got I got a kid, and you try to tighten up that budget a little bit. I I came to realize several months ago, it's like I'm I'm paying like I don't know however much it was seventy eighty dollars a month for a gym me- membership. It's like, you know. I, the, the outdoors, I, I can jog, you know, what, what do I like? People get this Peloton thing and they pay like a hundred, like, you know, it's free to go outside and run. Like you realize that it's like you do push-ups and sit-ups that's free. So it's like, you know, what I, I can get the job done at home. Not, not that yeah. I'm pumping the kind of iron that Crowder's pumping. No, I don't really work out much. I actually argue with people about the Peloton and all, and even the gym memberships. Like I don't like, I never needed somebody to yell at me and tell me to drive faster or stand up and sit right. down, stand up right. and sit down. I have a bike. I got it from Walmart. It was 107 bucks. Peloton costs $4,000, Dono. I can get 40 bikes. 40 yeah. bikes. It's four, for it's 4, and then you pay for the monthly membership so that you can have those really fit people yelling at you on the little screen. Yeah, they, they can keep all that, Dono. It's ridiculous to me. Ridiculous. <laughs> Like it's amazing what people will pay money for these days, and and then like God forbid, like somebody tries to charge you ninety nine cents for an app, and they're like, "What? Oh, I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna pay for an app. What do you mean? I'm paying. I'm paying eight thousand a month to Peloton, but I'm not. You, you're trying to charge me ninety nine cents for an app? Are you crazy? Yeah, I'll spend seven hundred dollars on Hop Gun from Funky Buddha. Then oh, they asked yeah. me, do I want a fast pass to get on the plane early for $8? And I'm like, hell no. Eight Same bucks. here. I'm not doing 8 bucks. I get on a plane when they call my damn group. Uh, yeah. It's funny what people decide to spend money on, Donald. That, it is. My, me and my wife laugh about it all the time. No, and what you just said, it's why whenever we go to Disney World, we go several times a year because we pay for a very expensive annual pass. But, like, I let I let my wife handle all the stuff on the app because – they do this thing now at Disney World, this Genie Plus thing, where you've got to, like, if you want to get to the front of the lines of, like, their good rides, you've got to pay money for it. And it's like, if that were my job to to book the rides, I we're going to stand in line. I don't care if it takes three hours. Like, I'm not paying $25 to ride uh, the Ratatouille ride. We're going to stand in the damn line for that. But she handles all that. And then, like, at the end of the trip, she's like, oh, yeah, I spent, like, $280 just to get to the front of the line. Like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> I, I could just never – I could never in good conscience pay money to get in the lines. They, they used to have the free little pieces of paper fast pass thing, but now they charge you money for this nonsense. Me, and it's funny because this weekend we were up in um, – I told you we went to Dale's – what was it? Baraboo, Wisconsin, where the Great wow. Wolf Lodge is. So it's my, it was my daughter's birthday. The whole the whole trip this you know past week you know what we go Thursday to Tuesday was my daughter's birthday trip. So the last night in Wisconsin we were like hey you know it was Monday night we we're like hey we'll go to a nice dinner. So I called like the nicest restaurant in the area. It was called Applebee's. Double Cut. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was actually you know what the funny thing was I was scared because my I know my daughter loves steak. It's funny she weighs yeah. like soaking wet seventeen pounds, but she loves <laughs> steak. So I'm like, let's got a good steak restaurant. So I look it up. Oh. Anyway, the best steak restaurant in the entire city was like five minutes from us. It's called Double Cut. So I call mm-hmm. them. I even get like a little private room because we had the whole family with us. And my two-year-old is going to terrorize anywhere he is. So I'm like, let's get a little private room. So I did it up nice. Me and my daughter get steaks. $70 steak. Yeah. $70 10-ounce fillets. Wow. Crazy. Oh they, were, they were delicious. So we both get this steak. 
long, you know, fast forward, we get on the plane yesterday and she, my daughter just read Lord of the Rings, the book. And my wife's like, hey, you know, watch the movie. How so old is she? Not, she's 10. She just turned 10. Wow. Dude, I try, I try, I try, I had that assigned reading when I was 18, senior year of high school. I got through 20 pages. I found the spark notes. I couldn't even do it. She's 10. She's reading that. It's, it's the most amazing. They have something called like AR reading at their school. Wow. And they get it's and kids are motivated. It's so funny. They just get a piece of paper if they're one of the top readers in, in their class. It's just a piece of paper that says AR top three. She will read of what war and peace to get this little piece of paper at the end of the at the end wow. of the semester. She loves to read. So my wife, she my wife tried to download it. She couldn't download. So I was like, okay, well, they they'll probably have it on the little, you know, we were on American. I was like, they probably have they have those kind of movies for kids on on the website. Hmm. The flight was an hour and a half. Internet connection was twelve dollars. I refused oh. to do it. I refused to do it, Donald. Yeah, yeah. I just no, bought one hundred forty dollars worth of steaks five hours before this. I refused to get twelve dollar internet. I couldn't do it. I hear you, and also that wouldn't have worked out because that that's too short of a flight to watch that movie. <laughs> you would she would have watched half the movie, and then you Donald. paid twelve dollars. We are cheap dad yes. liaisons. Yeah. I, when you said it, I got goosebumps. That was my exact thought. <laughs> you can't even finish the movie. No, no reason to pay twelve. Bucks. It's like I'm going to pay twelve dollars to watch half the movie. It's crazy. <laughs> can't do yes. that. My favorite part. So of yeah, that what what, pe- what people choose to spend their money on is real funny if you get down to it. My favorite part of that is I had no idea I'd get a Leo Tolstoy mention today for War and Peace from anybody. Yeah, you know they were originally going to call. He was originally going to call that book "War." What is it good for? And then he got talked out of it. That's a good song. That's a Seinfeld reference, huh. actually. <laughs> what Ooh. is it good for? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Oh. Four o'clock hour. Oh, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. What I was going to say, Crowder, you're the same way. I'm not spending more than ten dollars at the store, but then you see a bogo and it's a good deal and it's like eleven, twelve dollars. Twelve. Oh, yeah. I, I shell the money over, man. Here you go. Yeah, because yeah. then Absolutely. you do the math. Oh well, it's twenty dollars, but it's really ten. So I, I, you know what? It feels like you're getting over on them. Yeah, Crowder. A few weeks ago, I go into Publix because I wanted to buy some, like some beer, like some funky Buddha. Uh, but then this was during the NFL playoffs, so they had all the bogos up front. Uh, I, I was gonna go. You know, listen. When you when you buy like good craft beer, you, you pay for it. Like it's not it's not the cheapest yeah. thing in the world. But then I'm I'm walking into Publix and they have this bogo with like a bunch of these like Mike's hard, hard seltzers. And I'm like, don't really like hard seltzer. Never tried this brand of it before, but I can get two of these for less than I would pay for one case of the beer that I like. So giddy up. Alcohol is alcohol. It's going to get the job done. Hey, the, the polio vaccinations, buy one, get one free. Let me get four. I'll take, a, yeah. I'll take four. Yeah. <laughs> Both arms. Hey, let's go. Hey, hey, Dan, before before we wrap up the three o'clock hour, um, let's give away some Inter-Miami tickets. Solana is giving away some Inter-Miami tickets to the game at Drive Pink Stadium on March 4th against Philadelphia. So let's do caller number five right now to 305-567-0560. That's 305-567-0560. Caller number five wins a pair of tickets to see Inter-Miami take on Philadelphia March 4th. Four o'clock hour coming up here on Hawk and Crowder. Show, but is fudge the thing between a brownie and a chocolate bar, the little thick chocolate mousse looking thing? I mean, you don't know what fudge is. What is it? Hawk and Crowder.